0: Hey. Oh, hi. Hi. How you doing? What, are you asking me or the listener?
1: Well, I don't think the listeners can talk
0: back, so it'd yeah. be quite a
1: rhetorical how yeah. you're doing, yeah, you doing? Yeah, it would have been. Um, hi there. Hi. Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi (laughs) i feel like i'm just gonna like like yeah (laughs) just keep saying hi or let's say i need to stop um no more hi hi i'm dan okay one more um and i arrive at this podcast today as a uh psychotherapist as a member of the lgbtq plus community and um Maybe sitting alongside that, or maybe for some people, this wouldn't sit alongside that. I'm also someone who was, in the last week, built five Spice Girls Lego, like, brick heads, I think they're called, aren't they? Yeah, brick heads. Um, And although they're not my, like, joy story for today, it brought me a lot of joy building those Spice Girls uh, brick heads, and they're up on my shelf, Um, and they, for me, do sit alongside being a gay man as well.
0: That's cool. Those they're fun, those brickheads. I really like them. I've got a Darth Vader brick brickhead, which months ago, back when we were both still working for our previous employer, I told you that you could have and I'd give it to you when I saw you. and um, but I haven't I don't think I've seen you since that conversation. But this is yours. This has your name on it, this Darth well, Vader brickhead. I do have two others that you bought for me. That's right. Um, I remember which is
1: a um a child and mando, like uh baby yeah. Yoda and mando.
0: Yeah. Yeah. From The Mandalorian, a popular culture TV series available on Disney+. Plus. We seem to, quite a lot, um, promote Disney. I mean, the, uh, Disney owns half of the world, doesn't it? It's very hard <laughs> it not to put pro- anything that you like. There's a 50-50 chance Disney owns it. Um, this, is,
1: this is true. So who are it. you,
0: Tim? Uh, well, I am Tim. Um, and I come to this conversation as a chaplain. And as a person who is a doctor of theology and is interested in religion and spirituality and all that world, um, I'm also coming to it as somebody who is unreasonably excited about the new Jurassic World movie, um, which I think will probably be quite rubbish, but I think I, st- I will still love it. I think, I I just don't think I'll be disappointed with it even if it's really terrible, because dinosaurs and because the original Jurassic Park cast are back. And I just think you just can't really go... For me, if I'm the audience, they can't really go wrong. Like, I just can't imagine hating it.
1: I'm finding it really hard not just to say lots of things about Jurassic Park now. Um, maybe we could just do the episode on Jurassic Park. Because... Yeah, yeah. well,
0: that's something that brings us both joy. Oh, just
1: do it. I want you to take the word unreasonably out of what you said, like unreasonably excited for I am really excited for it. And actually, maybe, un- I, it's not unreasonable, I don't think, but unexpectedly excited mm. for it. Um, and I think unexpectedly because I did like Jurassic World yeah. quite a bit. The second one, Fallen Kingdom, I thought was all right. Uh, had some really good bits.
0: Uh, I will say there isn't a movie in that franchise. There's been, what, five movies so far? This will be the sixth. Yeah. There's not a movie in that franchise that I haven't enjoyed. And even though there are certainly moments in those movies where a part of my consciousness is going, Tim, you know, this is really stupid, (laughs) but a much more vocal and excited part goes, shut the fuck up, man. I'm watching dinosaurs. Yeah. I
1: don't need your opinion right now. I I can share mostly that, but I know, I guess, I think I might start thinking a bit rationally about it for some reason. And I I know the ones that I revisit a lot and Jurassic Park pretty much always be on top of my list of favorite films in the world ever. Yeah, same. Um, But I will always, so I'll always revisit Jurassic Park. The Lost World I will always revisit. Uh, Jurassic World I will. But Jurassic Park 3 and Fallen Kingdom I don't really revisit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have, in fact, my friend, uh, Lenny, who listens to the podcast, shout out Lenny. And um, hey he texted me the other day saying that he wants to make it his goal to rewatch all the Jurassic Park movies before the new Jurassic World movie comes out. And I was like, I'm in. He didn't even invite me to partake, but I was like, a I'm in. I, I'm 100% on board with this. Let's, let's do it. Um, and I'm really excited about rewatching all of them. I'm, I am really excited
1: about the new one because I think also. If you were if you'd made the first Jurassic Park film, the premise of this next one feels like the logical follow-up to like the original premise. Yeah. Whereas actually what they've done with all the other films is kind of repeat the formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Let's build a theme park. Yeah. Um yeah. it's gone horribly wrong. Yeah. Um But Dinosaurs in the world and I did I suppose at the end of The Last World they did a little bit of this, of the T Rex stomping around Uh, Yeah, the mainland.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah,
1: Um, but yeah, no. I think this is. I think the trailer looks mega exciting. I'm, um, I'm fully on board. Yeah, I think it looks really exciting.
0: Yeah. Have you seen um, semi related uh, on Apple TV? They're about to do a documentary series called Prehistoric Earth or something like that. Um, and it's a David Attenborough thing, but it's all about dinosaurs, and it's all CG dinosaurs, and it looks it looks amazing. It looks so so good. I can't wait. I don't know when it comes out because the trailer just says coming soon. It doesn't give a date as far as I've seen. Um, but I've that added it to sense. my up next list so as soon as it comes out. I, I can't wait. That looks. Really, that sounds
1: really good. Yeah. Um, There's just like sparked a little memory of. Did you ever get those um, when you were a kid? Like those magazines where they had a 3D. Picture of something each week to pull out and put up. like so. I got this dinosaur magazine mm. every month and it had a 3D picture of a dinosaur. Um, what do you mean? What,
0: a 3D picture? What do you mean? I, we like a magic eye thing. On. Oh, I see. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Okay, I'm with you. So it came with
1: 3D speckies. Yeah. And you and then I ended up having a whole wall of these like 3D pictures of dinosaurs and you put your like 3D glasses on to see cool. all these dinosaurs. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: My, the audience won't be able to see it, but my Spider-Man tattoo that I have on my forearm is a old fashioned, like red and blue lined 3d drawing. And if you put 3d glasses on, it doesn't become 3d, but it becomes a single like black looking line rather than two red and blue lines. Why didn't I know that about your tattoo? Um, I don't know, but, um, yeah, you you can see it, but
1: I knew your tattoo as well. So I don't know why I didn't know that bit. Yeah um
0: it took me a lot because everybody who saw it was like oh does it work if you put 3d glasses on and i was always going i haven't got 3d glasses i've never tried so in the end i just ordered a bunch off ebay because you can't order one set of old paper 3d glasses so i've got a stack of them now um and yeah it just makes a singular spider-man which is really cool
1: oh that is i think i always thought like i've had a few tattoos now and i like i think i will probably get more i always think I think i want a jurassic park tattoo yeah i have had that same thought the logo um, like the the nice jurassic park logo yeah but i
0: don't know if I want the words but i don't know i want some version of the logo i have thought actually no no i'm not going to say what i want on the podcast because i think i'll probably get it at some point and i don't want someone else to steal my idea but i have a creative idea you, i'll tell you, you all you don't want me to steal it no you can steal it I just don't want to okay. put it out into the world because somebody else will steal it. Okay. I'll tell you off air. Okay.
1: There were, when I was first going to get my first tattoo, I was thinking of a number of things. Jurassic Park was a high on the list. And I was thinking like a Star Wars thing, a Game of Thrones thing, like an, a thing of everything. And a musical. I definitely wanted a musical thing. In the end, my first one was a swan. Um oh, but, yeah. And like, I ended up going for things that really symbolized and meant something yeah um and considering our podcast is called joy story my my tattoo of my dog is representative of joy for me yeah 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 um but i think like if i got jurassic park i'm not sure what that would represent i mean my love of jurassic park but like um that's enough i think maybe that is enough maybe i need a tattoo of my favorite everything my favorite film my favorite musical
0: yeah 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 just become like a walking billboard these are
1: all my... So when anyone asks me, I can just point.
0: Yeah. What's your, what's your favourite book? What's your favourite musical? Point. What's your favourite... Yeah. like lifting your shirt up to point to your chest yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Hang on. I think this one's on my butt. Give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Less of the butt talk, Tim. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I always take it to butts. You... Okay. Let's not. Um, I've started cycling this month. Okay. Cycling to work. Uh, and... I have not learned to enjoy it. Um, I'm hoping that I will with practice, but so far it's just horrible and gruelling. Oh. And um, one of the byproducts of cycling is that um, my butt hurts. Have
1: you got a good enough seat and padded seat? I, I've,
0: evidently not. Evidently I've got no, a rubbish I mean, seat.
1: You might need a um, gel padded seat.
0: Yeah, I think maybe that's a step in the right direction, but also I also need to get fit. That's the, because, okay. because I, you need, you need to do you? well to, in order to enjoy cycling, I need to, Maybe. because at, I like I said, at the moment it's it's just something that I don't enjoy at all. And it, it takes me like, I'll get to wherever it is I'm going after a 15 minute cycle ride. And I need half an hour to like right. recover from the 15 minutes. It's funny.
1: Like what different types of exercise tire different people out or, or feel more like difficult to do because cycling I find I love I find it so like freeing I really enjoy that's what I was hoping it would be but I don't but I don't ever feel like after wherever I've cycled that I've really done anything um and I'm not saying with swimming as well um but there are certain exercises or active things that I will do that I'd be like yeah I can really feel I've done that and that's been hard work
0: well you must be fitter than I am I think because yeah well yeah yeah it's okay to say what it, we yeah.
1: Mean by there, really like i i wish i <laughs> i wish i wasn't as used to exercise as i am um i like Great really point. punished yeah. myself with yeah. exercise yeah um so in some ways i don't like that i am like that so when i've gone to classes before and now i've moved house i found some new classes actually that started maybe that will be my joy story i've spoiled it now um <laughs> but like some classes i, I don't really sweat very much or get very out of breath and a lot of the other people doing I think just sometimes I'm so used to doing active things um but sometimes I want to be able to in the way you're describing I don't want to not enjoy cycling but I want to be able to feel it a bit more sometimes
0: right right well life I definitely feel it and it sucks because the the byproduct of exercise being short of breath and having my heart racing and slightly clammy hands and that kind of stuff is also the symptoms of anxiety and panic and so that i think in my head those two things are a little bit linked so as i exercise it triggers those feelings of like oh oh my god Uh, and i start to feel kind of anxious um but again i'm hoping hoping that as i continue to do it one i'll get less breathless and two, maybe I'll start to dissociate those things to break those things apart so it's not linked with feeling anxious and panicky, it's linked with doing exercise, which is good for you. Um, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? Do any of your
1: like physical feelings of anxiety ever um, cross over with like feelings of excitement? Are those like symptoms or feelings? Yeah, that
0: are, like, yeah, 100%. There, there are times when. I almost find it hard to discern between panic and and excitement Um, and feeling very excited about something will start to make me feel panicky about it because I associate that same. And actually, in terms of what those things do to your body, those two emotions are really similar. They're like almost the same. Um, And yeah, like I say, I can think of times like even just in the past year where I've been really excited about something and then that excitement has very quickly become panic and it's been like, okay, I need to calm down. I need to calm down. Just breathe, just breathe, just relax. Um, well, I think like the question, how
1: do you know you're feeling? The thing that you're feeling is quite an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Like if the physical sensation is the same feeling, how do you know? I'm not asking you this directly, by the way, just because yeah. I think it's the same with a lot of emotions, but like, how do you know you're feeling the, what, the thing that you're feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like if you know, I feel angry. How do you know that you feel angry? Yeah. Is it because of something that you know that just happened, or is it because your like temperature in your body is increasing, your heart rate's increased a bit, and you feel intense? And so, well, those things could also be you've been active, or or you're excited, or or whatever. Like there's a lot of crossover of things. And mm. I think it's an interesting. How do you know you're feeling the thing that you feel in? Like it's um. And once you've labeled the thing that you feel in, are you then just feeling it
0: because you've labeled it? And I guess that's where. I think you and I both share a skepticism about the popularity of the word mindfulness. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a a whole lot of silly nonsense that gets that label applied to it. Um, But at its best, at its core, it seems to me that mindfulness um, linked to, you know, meditation awareness and that kind of stuff kind of does that. It kind of, so rather than going, I feel panicky. I'm having a panic attack. You're able to go, oh my, my heart's beating faster. My hands are clammy, and you you begin to be aware of what's actually happening physically, rather than applying a value judgment to it. So, yeah. like, yeah, this is what's going on in my body at the moment, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, rather than just going straight to like, oh, it's that thing. It's that. It's the bad thing that's happening now again. Um, yeah which seems quite, I think that's quite healthy, you know, with, yeah. Like, I think we've probably talked about it before on the podcast, but there's with mindfulness in particular, there's a whole lot of kind of be mindful yeah. to climb your way to the top of your business ladder and that kind of stuff, which I think is just horrible and toxic, but well, yeah. Be mindful to cure your actual physical illness. Um, yeah. yes, yeah. Or even be mindful to cure your mental health issues, which yeah, it yeah, seems to yeah. me is the opposite. Like I think, uh, and Maybe somebody more educated than me or educated in this field than me would say, I've got this wrong. But I think I'm right in saying that mindfulness as a practice has its roots in kind of Buddhist kind of meditation and, Mm -hmm. you know, observing yourself and that kind of thing. And as I understand it, the whole purpose of that kind of Buddhist mindful practice isn't to, so I've been joined by my cat, it's not to um, make yourself feel better it's to accept that you're not feeling well and make peace with the fact that you're not feeling well. And it's about accepting things as they are rather than trying to change and control things. Yeah. So the whole thing about, you know, be mindful so that you stop feeling anxious is like, no, that the whole point is that you're mindful of your anxiety. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so your anxiety loses its power, maybe a little bit. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, we think like the physical
1: sensations and symptoms of an emotion are interesting. I think like in, field of mental health. I know I did some training and sometimes even advise this to some young people I've worked with as well, that if they're feeling a particular way and their body's feeling a particular way as a result, to do a physical thing to change the physical sensation to hopefully then backtrack to change the feeling. Yeah. You know, and feelings are only temporary anyway, we you know that like they shift. Yeah. But like you maybe also can sometimes like fast forward that process. So you can sometimes be saying hold something really cold or plunge your face into a like sink of cold icy water or something and it changes your physical sensation and then maybe it changes your emotional state Mm. as well I'm not sure that always works but like there's a there's a logic to some of that but I think then you get into a much wider like philosophical question about emotions then because if you're feeling something for a particular reason I'm not sure icy cold water um changes your emotional reaction to something but it quickly changes your physical reaction to something and maybe distracts you from it and yeah. then you're feeling a different. Day. i don't know there's a yeah there's a lot of and i think in the world of especially mental health for young people of here have six sessions of some sort of yeah. cbt or therapy or something it's always about here's some quick that's right kind of solutions
0: symptom management
1: yeah, 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 exactly. Um, here's how to apply a plaster. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not here's how to uh like risk assess your life so you don't have to cut yourself in the first place, you know, or whatever the analogy yeah. might be there. But like it's yeah, there's a there's a significant issue with that kind of mental health model. But we weren't coming in today to talk about the um
0: No, no, we weren't, no, but um but I think it's a it's an interesting, good conversation and Yeah, I I, I was something that I only just in the past week or two have kind of managed to put my finger on. I've never got on with CBT. I've tried CBT a few times and it's never quite worked for me. And I think the reason for that is, is that anxiety for me is linked to overthinking. So my brain's Mm -hmm. doing too much. It's trying to do too much all at once. And what CBT or my experience of CBT is okay, here's another thing for you to do. So you need to focus on your breathing. You need to, whatever, whatever it is, ping a rubber band, visualize this thing, you know, whatever. And it's like, here's another thing for you to think about. And really what I, the kind of therapy that's really helped me is a kind of therapy where I go in with all of my thoughts and all all my overthinking and with the therapist, I unpack them all and like, you know, like pulling them out of a suitcase, like, okay, here's this and this is connected to this and this. And yeah, it's kind of unpicking the thoughts take, taking them apart almost rather than trying to yeah. deal with them by thinking about another thing you know does that make sense i don't think i explained that it, very it does well.
1: make sense i think like the type of therapy you have and who your therapist is in your relationship to them and whatever period of time you're in and what you're struggling with makes such a difference to what it is it's so bespoke i think it's just when, yeah. as you were saying i've never been the biggest advocate of CBT in the world. And and that's not because I don't value CBT. I Mm. just think it's over prescribed as a, as a thing.
0: Yes. Um, Yeah.
1: But what I will say is for like my eating disorder, I had CBT as a treatment, but Mm. not for six sessions. I had it for a long time. Um, a year. And it's what is exactly what I needed at that time is to change my behavior first before I could. Yeah. Yeah. I had to change my behavior. Otherwise well, I had to, to kind of get better. I had to change my behavior. It's exactly what I needed. And then I found a therapist that was more what I needed after that. And it wasn't yeah. CBT. And I couldn't do that until I changed my behavior. But um, and yeah. It, so
0: yeah, it, it just to be, I think we're both saying the same thing. I, like I'm not, I'm not critical of CBT. I think CBT no, is I'm really, like really good. It just was not the thing. Someone who I know very well, who listens to the podcast has just started CBT. Um, and it might be the best thing for for that yeah. person. Um, it just for for me for whatever reason it didn't click. Um,
1: it, yeah, and I just always think this it the, one of the most important things is your relationship with your therapist and connection with 100%. them. Yeah, definitely. no matter what the kind of model. And I know my therapist when I was having CBT is exactly what I needed at the time. I needed her to tell me to stop doing things to tell me to keep doing other things to try. And I had to, she had to tell me what to do. Yeah. 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 Uh, And I had to comply. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and yeah. So yeah, I know. So it's interesting. Yeah. So, so we were having a good old think, weren't we about what to cover today?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we were. Yeah. And, um, we ended up, I think landing on social media, um, as a topic. that sounds straightforward. The reason for that being, was it on the last episode? I think it was on the last episode. I said, hey, I finally joined Twitter. You can follow me at dot, dot, dot. And yeah. now a month later, I'm off. I, I, um, I hated it. I couldn't hack it. Uh, and so I left. It just made me feel angry and sad all the time. Um, And I would broadly say that that is my experience of social media, that it's not really a thing that gives me a huge amount of joy. It's a thing that elevates my anxiety. And yeah. So we thought maybe that would be an interesting thing to talk about, especially because your experience of social media is quite different to mine. I'm sorry. I'm well, laughing because you know. I've got an, a hungry cat here. Who's like attacking me while, while we record. So
1: yeah. Well, I, I mean, you're- past that. So
0: for listeners, like Tim and I, see each other
1: during this. It seems like, "You froze for ages then um, on my screen." She, I don't know if that was cat related. Might, it might have, might have been cat related. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess you're already into that conversation about social media there. Though, like, I don't know that my experience of social media is like radically different. My experience of Twitter is different. I think actually, I've had a mixed experience on Twitter. Okay. I will say more recently i do get some joy out of twitter and some i get some good connections i've uh yeah connected and been in contact with different people on twitter who've had some similar experiences or share similar interests Mm -hmm. um having said that like historically i got a bit of crap on twitter when i i don't know if i spoke about this before on here but i'm I think I retweeted or commented on something that like Will Younger tweeted at one point, and I got a load of really nasty, vile comments from people I'd never met, connected with, or anything. Like people were being really, really horrible, really cruel, um, and said some really nasty things. Yeah. Um, for And I just couldn't. It was horrible because I was trying to figure out like what have I done? What have I done to hurt or impact these people? And ultimately, like nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but. And I guess maybe what you're kind of, we're getting at a bit and we'll, we'll probably expand on is, is that like this kind of vacuous place or this void of something where you can do nothing that's going to harm anyone else. And people, some people take that opportunity to what, like try and hurt you or attack you yeah. or it's, it's a, there is some really, I guess if I could put it in like a physical analogy, like in a, in a, like, I don't know. If you walking through a city, there's some really dark, dingy, nasty places where people are hanging out to do nasty things, and, yeah. and there's some like nicer places. And how do you navigate that world? Because um, what I do get out of it now is good. I didn't before. Um, I always, I also use Twitter. If I'm not getting a response from an organisation that I'm trying to complain to, yeah. or get from, I get yeah. I tweet them, yeah, um, and then I get a response, and then I always go back and delete the tweet because yeah. I don't want it there. Like, no, that's right. Just, yeah. So it's just like my way of get like, hello, like, can you respond to me? Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Which, um, which is really useful that you can contact people in that way or organizations in particular in that way. Um, but it always, every time I've done that on yes. Twitter, it yes. always kind of like, like a few days later, I'll look back at the tweets and be like, I don't want to be that guy. No. I don't, I don't want to be some Karen, like, having a go at companies, yeah. like, even if they're dickhead companies, like, yeah. I, <sighs> it like it it just like so when i signed up to twitter i followed maybe like half a dozen accounts like it was a really small number of accounts and it was all people who either made me laugh or people who i thought had like interesting things to to say about stuff that i was interested in so two epidemiologists who are really good on covid and cuz i've been quite anxious about covid i want to hear what they're saying and like I say, some comedy accounts and that kind of stuff. But then, it to me, and you, you might tell me that your experience is slightly different. I couldn't escape Twitter's algorithm, which goes, you, you know, you can't just follow those six accounts. You have to have, you, the, you know, the algorithm then comes up and goes like, here, look at what, look at what this awful asshole has said. How do you feel about that? And <laughs> um, have you have you considered um, replying to this? Uh, neo-nazi that could be interesting couldn't it and inevitably (laughs) i get drawn into like arguments with people on twitter which achieves nothing you can't
1: resist the invitation
0: that's right i can't i can't and i get into arguments and i can feel my blood pressure going up and feeling angry and um but also sometimes like excited like you know i'm I'm gonna win this one Do you know what i mean and Hmm. but it's always like you know, then, you know, whatever, those those emotions that we talked about just now, they start to settle. I start to, you know, relax a little bit. And then I look back and I think, oh, fuck, I've done it again. That's not who I want to be. I don't want to be that guy who's getting into arguments with strangers on Twitter. Um, and I d- like I do it on Reddit as well. Like Reddit is, um, certainly here in the UK, it's home to every 16-year-old jeremy corbyn supporting momentum far left labor person that's that's where they congregate so everything on reddit is kind of like tory scum look at what keir starmer is doing now he's as bad as the Tory, and they're all so angry about everything all the time and again i can't help but get drawn into it like hey just chill out guys but i can't i I can't not do it you're not very good at declining invitations. No, that's right. I've been banned right. from several subreddits. That's
1: incredible. I mean, it sounds like a really sexy place to be, what you're describing on Reddit. It's yeah, a, yeah, it, it's
0: is, it is. Well, there's also a lot of porn that's, uh, that's neither here nor there.
1: You haven't been banned
0: from those places, though. No, I don't know. I tend t- not to engage with those <laughs> places, Stric- strictly as an observer.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, there are all these really nasty places, and I just... I'm sure then that's meeting a need for some people in some way that they need to get met. But I guess what it does is drag people who, like you're not going to Twitter or weren't going to Twitter to meet have those needs met, but you didn't decline the invitations. yeah. And then you're all of a sudden finding yourself meeting other people's needs who are inviting that, but actually having a really detrimental impact on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that thing about the algorithm is a really good it's an interesting point because while I was saying I've connected with people who've like had similar experiences and stuff, so I've connected with some people in recovery from eating disorders and things like that and in a really helpful, useful way. But actually now what happens on my Twitter account, what would do you call it? Like page list. What what is it when you my, feed my feed? Your feed? Yeah. Your feed. Yeah. Um interesting word as from what I'm about to say. <laughs> um, but, um so what happens now is I get a lot of um like diet industry tweets and here, burn your calories here. And do, I get a lot mm. of that come up on my, and I always like kind of block it or hide it. And like, that is, that's actively not what I am engaging with on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and I see a lot of like transphobic stuff yeah. as well. So I get like the stuff that I do engage with and I'm interested in, I get the opposite end. Yeah. yeah popping up. Um, yeah, what a nasty algorithm.
0: Yeah, it is. And it, I mean, this is not something that's, you know, new or, you know, everybody knows this already. But the, those social media algorithms, you know, which aren't intelligent, they're, they're, they're programs. You know what I mean? There's not a consciousness behind them. But the the program sees that human nature engages with stuff that it's angry about. And mm. as you engage with it, because you're angry about it, it goes, oh tim's engaging with this he must like it i'll give him some more um and it just is a like, slice of shit for you yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah um and to yeah. an extent i think like i get it like on facebook as well you know like you end up looking at the comments on certain posts that people put on or whatever and getting into arguments or even sometimes not getting into arguments but just looking at the comments is enough to tell the algorithm huh oh, Tim's interested in anti-vaxxers. I'll send him some more of those. I'm
1: Um, curious about what um, stops you using certain social media. I deleted Facebook three years ago, mm. Um, but I used it a lot. I used to use Facebook a lot um, for a long time. And then it was kind of at the start of my really serious kind of recovery stage. I was like, I was getting, like I just said there on Twitter, but on Facebook, I was getting a lot of adverts for diets and exercise and all sorts and I couldn't I just couldn't yeah manage it I couldn't tolerate it so I was like uh and actually there's just like you were saying quite I was seeing quite a lot of just disagreements and arguments in comment sections when i are yeah. just trying to have a, like a nice time on that and I just deleted it and I I've never regretted deleting it yeah like I've never regretted deleting Facebook I'm so I'm glad I'm not on it. Yeah, sometimes get a bit irritated that I can't see like local Facebook groups that are going to be interesting, but my husband's on them, so we mm-hmm. can kind of make use of those. And I wonder why on Twitter I haven't kind of done the same. Because although I do get a good experience, it's also that nasty aside. And Instagram is only something I've joined very recently, and I don't really yeah. use it. I just I I've, I've limit who like follows me or who I follow to such a degree that it's barely worth me doing it. And I just put a few pictures of my dogs up now, and my dog up now and again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I'd probably be happier if I just deleted the lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think you're, I, I... It's a, I mean, this is a podcast called Joy Story, right? So it's a podcast where we talk about things that bring us joy, not mm. just ho- horrible, sad things like how awful tox- and toxic social media is. Mm. And there's a question about to what extent, if any, do I get joy from social media? And to what extent am I just on it because it fuels something which – uh, you know, like almost like it's, it's almost feeling an addiction. Do you know what I mean? Like there's just something, yeah. you know, that I, and I yesterday I had a friend over who's helping me rip up the decking from my garden, which is really fun. Um and after we had ripped the decking up, we sat and had a cup of tea on what used to be the decking. And I can't remember how we got onto it, but we started playing fuck marry kill, you know, that game. Yeah, And we played Fuck, Marry, Kill. And the options I presented were Mark Zuckerberg, Jeffrey Bezos, and Elon Musk. Okay, oh, so that's that's really hard. It's really hard. And in the end, I said I would kill Mark Zuckerberg. That, no one take this out of context, okay? I'm not going to try to kill anybody. But in the context of the game, Zuckerberg is the one that I would kill. And I was saying because I can't see that facebook or meta has added any value to the world i think if facebook if meta disappeared overnight the world would be better for it um i don't see anything good that's come out of facebook obviously there's a way of keeping in touch with people but any social media platform can do that do you know what i mean like it doesn't have to be facebook um but generally, I think it's horrible and toxic. Whereas at least like Elon Musk, you know, electric cars, they're probably a good thing. He's a horrible dickhead, but, you know, at, at least he's doing stuff with electric cars, which were is good. You, what, were you, what were you
1: doing with Elon Musk? Were you marrying him or were you...
0: Uh, let me try to remember. I think I think I said I would end. Up, I would marry Elon Musk because I think, like, he'd probably show me quite a good time. He'd be like, hey, Tim, do you want to go go-karting today? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think he probably God. knows how to have fun. Um I- I don't know, like a marriage to Elon Musk sounds a pretty miserable place to be. Yeah, but you could just, he, like, he doesn't give a shit, does he? You could just get on with your own thing. And then occasionally he'd be like, I'm going to go up to space. Do you want to come? And I think that would be kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, okay. I'll explore that. Yeah. Um, and you would fuck. So who was left? Jeffrey Bezos. So, okay. I mean, I'm not happy about I'm not happy about that. It. But out of the three options, yeah, he's he's the one who I'm going to bang. Um. Okay, But anyway, the reason why I got onto that was the social media platforms I use the most are Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And yet yesterday I was saying to my friend, I don't see that they add any value to my life or to society as a whole. Um, so why am I on them? Am I on them because they're bringing me any kind of legitimate joy? Or am I just on them because they're fueling some kind of performative part of myself some part of like ego part of myself yeah i don't and And uh, yeah i don't know
1: yeah so i think it it could the difficult thing about talking about like that egoy part of yourself or ourselves is like it's it's often framed in quite a negative way like that's a bad thing to do Mm. and i don't think it is a bad thing to do yeah if you're doing something for your ego like it doesn't have to be a bad thing um but like, I know why I'm on Twitter and now on Instagram. So, and it's largely to get news about the things I like. Yeah. More than anything. Okay. And I could go and search that stuff out, but actually, have it in one place. So, I, on Twitter and Instagram, I will see news and updates for like music I like, musical theatre I like, films I like, theme parks mm. I like, holidays I like, food I like uh activities i like you know what i mean so i get all of that in one So mostly apart from the algorithmic bullshitness yeah. of stuff like a lot of what i get is that that's why i'm there yeah to consume that rather than put anything particularly out there i know i said i would put like pictures or videos of my dog up which i do and sometimes i just wonder why i'm doing that particularly yeah i don't i wouldn't really put anything of me up there um but yeah it's more me to consume things that i am interested in yeah but i could i could get that elsewhere it just feels more of a faff
0: yeah 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 see i don't i don't think i do use it in that way at all i mm-hmm. yeah i tend to follow mostly people who i know mm. um and i tell myself it's a way of keeping in touch with people um but i'm not that convinced apart from maybe let's say three people who i really love but who live overseas you know, so I've got a couple of friends in America, some family in Europe. Facebook's a useful tool for keeping in touch with those guys and for feeling like I'm still connected to those guys because hmm. I don't wanna necessarily give them a ring once a week. But it's nice to see what they're up to uh, on those platforms. But apart from that, the friends who I have here in the UK, people who I love, I'll stay in touch with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't need yeah. to be I on think- Facebook to see this stuff that is the argument i used to give to myself about why i was staying
1: on facebook for so long about staying in touch with people and i was periodically messaging or commenting on like people i went to school with and this and that and like but actually now like the people yeah that i stay in touch with i do via whatsapp or message or ringing you know and that's i don't need anything is i guess is whatsapp count as social media
0: no i don't think it does i think because that's
1: it's not you're not you're not got a feed or putting anything out there. Yeah, you? exactly,
0: exactly. You can change your status, I think, on WhatsApp, can't you? Although I don't know anyone who actually does.
1: No, uh, like, so yeah. To why we just like the people I stay in touch with, I stay in touch with.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, or create a podcast with. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. This is much better. <laughs> <laughs> this is much less narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: ignore everything we just said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 'Cause we are hypocrites. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so I think um when I'm thinking about what get what where do I get joy on social media? Um the answer to that is at the moment the platform which actually gives me joy more than any other is TikTok. Um mm-hmm. because there's stuff on TikTok that really makes me laugh. There's stuff that I think People are really creative, you know, it's a, it's a video editing app basically. And there's all sorts of people who are doing really fun, creative stuff as well as obviously like everything, mountains of rubbish, but oh, fucking hell, cats, um, clear off, would you? um, I lost track of my train of thought. Yeah. And TikTok. I, like I send people TikToks all the time. Like, look at this. It's really made me laugh. This is really, you know, really good. And that's how I used to feel about Twitter 10 years ago. And I feel like almost like social media gets this like life cycle where it's like, like Facebook when it started was for students. Do you remember that? It was like, you had to yeah. sh- you have to give your university email address to sign up to it. It was, I think for students. Yeah. Um, and same I with like I know that from the social network movie, really. Actually, yeah. that's
1: something that Facebook has given us marks because I love that movie. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Okay. There
0: you go. That's one piece of value that comes from it. And it's got Andrew Garfield in it. So exactly. we all love Andrew Garfield. Um, Sometimes. But yeah, so it goes through this lifestyle, uh, life cycle. So same thing happened with MySpace and Twitter and Facebook that initially you sign on and it's like, wow, these creative, interesting, fun people who are doing quirky things and they're being really funny and they're showing their art, which is awesome and that kind of stuff. And then gradually adults go on it. And I say this as an adult, but they go on it and start going like, hashtag YOLO. And you go, <laughs> oh, oh no, well that phrase is ruined. And then corporations start getting on it and you start getting KFC going, hashtag YOLO. And you think, oh no, it's it's gone. It's gone. Twitter's gone now. Facebook's gone. Well, and TikTok will get there eventually. I mean, it's kind of heading that way anyway. There's corporations who are all on it now. I do not want to discount
1: KFC on Twitter because they only follow do you know who they follow
0: yeah it's like 11 herbs and spices isn't it it's like 11 people who are named
1: after well it's the spice girls all five spice girls right to be the spices yeah. and then some herbs yeah so yeah the, i just think that's brilliant yeah yeah um, yeah yeah it ruins twitter yeah um, we, yeah and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like snapchat doesn't get much of a shout out anymore does it
0: yeah, although, again, Snapchat, is that social media? I'd never really used it. I found it confusing. I was too old for it when it came out, and so I never yeah, really same got onto either. it. But as I, far as I remember, good. it's more of a messaging service where you send each other dick pics.
1: <laughs> Basically, I that's mean, what I it's called. I might cool. say more about how you
0: might have used it. There. <laughs> I, I'd never used it, to be clear. But it just <laughs> seems like, yeah, send each other an instantly deletable picture. It's just kind of like every sexual predator in the world is going like, that's where I'm headed. That seems like a good <laughs> platform for me.
1: Please, don't, please
0: don't sue us Snapchat. But I don't know what you do really.
1: I do. I do remember the excitement of MySpace though, like that. Yeah. Uh, like like customising your profile. Yeah, like a wallpaper and putting like a song on that everyone would listen to when you landed on your MySpace page. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's right. That's right. And you had like, it was like the. Uh, Almost like the early days of the internet where every yeah. page was like, whoa, like sensory overload, like animated <laughs> gifs of hamsters dancing, starry night skies, blink light like, two playing.
1: Like in The Simpsons, Home Simpsons first website that you created. So yeah, you, yes, you yes. And it's just I like do. that.
0: <laughs> Compu Global Hyper Mega Net or whatever it's called.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's how everyone used Myspace. Yeah, yeah. Um Oh, I, I actually that's brought me a bit of joy actually just thinking about MySpace and like what it and it was just it was for me it was pointless. It was so pointless. But yeah. um that fun of creating like you felt like you were creating your own website. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, in those early days I'm like, I'm gonna put this song on this will show people that I like this song or I don't know, it was just yeah, it was interesting. And yeah, now in terms of social media and joy it for me it is just what I said, earlier, that consuming of like oh, someone's put a video of, it was 20 years since, or 25 years since the Spice Girls did this performance on TV, or mm. it's this many years since Jurassic Park came out, or here's a trailer for a new Star Wars thing, or, oh, there's a musical revival of this happening. And like, that stuff brings, does bring me a lot of joy. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's all stuff I really want to consume and engage with, and that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so I do get a lot of joy through that. And then, like I said, there's some some connections I've made on there and not people I'll be like having relationships with in life or anything, but like just some connections and shared experience and knowing I'm not alone in an experience. Um, I know we chatted before the podcast and I don't always want to talk about my eating disorder and recovery, but like when calories have been introduced to menus in the last month or so, you know, that seeing the impact on other people and it's horrible, but actually knowing I'm not on my own with a specific, a specific experience is, is actually quite helpful. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like the, not that I want to see people suffering, but okay, we're, I'm in this. I'm a part of something here yeah. that other people that are going through, and I'm not alone.
0: Absolutely, okay. and the, the 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 connection connection is so important, isn't it? Like, I mean, that's what talk about an understatement, but like connecting on a deep level with people is fundamental to to who we are, to our identity, to our sense of self, and that kind of stuff. And I think, obviously, in an ideal world, we'd all probably say that, you know, connect it, like, like even this, we're talking virtually at the moment, this would be I'd, I'd love to be doing this face to face, that would be even better, you know, to yeah, be yeah. doing this together in the same room. That's the ideal. But when you don't. So I've had this a few times more on Facebook than any other platform where something difficult or thought provoking has happened at work. And I live alone and I'm a single guy and I want, more than want, I need to reflect on that and I need to make connections with people about it and I need other people to be part of that conversation. And so there's been times, I haven't done it in a while, but there's been times when I'll post something on Facebook about this happened at work today and it was really difficult and I needed to take myself off site for a little while um, because it was just really, really difficult. And I'm putting that up there you know you could you could see that like as a performative thing of like oh you know tim's telling us about his very noble work or whatever but really i'm putting that up there because i want people to to unpack it with me i want like i want connection and there was one moment in particular which i think i probably told you about um a while ago I, i guess six weeks ago i can't remember when exactly where i was called in very late one night and i was there for quite a long time uh and was with somebody when he died basically it was with him and and with his partner uh when this guy died and i felt okay about it i didn't feel traumatized by it but it felt really significant it felt really like something's happened this has been this is really meaningful and the idea of just kind of coming home to my empty house and being like well that was that life goes on what's for dinner and um, just felt like I, I, I need to somehow unpack this. And so did I put something on Facebook? I think I might have done, or maybe I just texted a few people or whatever. And all, really, all I wanted was for somebody to say, wow, shit, that sounds really difficult. That sounds really hard. Um, and it sounds like you did a good job. Um, and that... and to an extent it's probably true to say that's an ego thing but I don't think it's a bad ego thing I think that's a perfectly healthy yeah. ego thing and um, no, I
1: really applaud your way of doing that Tim actually because to share like a thing that you've done or gone through like an experience that you then want some connection with people about either to share or to empathize or to be there like alongside like I think I really applaud your way of doing that because I don't do a the same version of that like when I want to do that I kind of like cast a net out that just says hi to people or share something not about what I'm experiencing to see if people are available mm. uh, or will engage and it's a really unfair way of doing it because then like no one's got the no one knows that I'm going through a thing or like so I'll typically do it that way and then if people don't respond no then feel like I'm on my own with the thing
0: right but actually and
1: I've just reached out in the way that you're talking about people might have made themselves available yeah, um, and like, oh, you're, you need a thing at the moment. So I'll, I'll be there, you know? So I, I, I think I have a lot of respect and time for the way that you do that. Cause um, I find that quite difficult. Um, uh, I'm not talking about like major crises or anything I'm going through, but like if I've had a particular tricky time or a challenge, like I do yeah, tend to cast a net that's a really superficial net mm-hmm. um, that, inevitably i set myself up for people to let me down because i expect the the net that i'm casting out to clearly indicate i need something yeah and it's really really unfair because actually all i'm doing is saying hi how's your day what what, it's just something really like i would normally engage
0: yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah
1: and then i'd be like oh no one actually wants to hear what my experience has been today right and i know rationally it's a really unfair way of doing things i know it's ridiculous Mm. um and then leaves me with this horrible feeling as well as the thing i've already gone through that day yeah and then like oh and nobody's there yeah
0: um
1: so that's something i do that so i really love the way you do that and i don't know you do on facebook because i'm not on facebook but like you do message and you will like ask for something even if it is just to share I I don't really want to put just in that sentence actually if it's if it's to share yeah um so I I love that you do that I really really love that
0: you do that well thanks man and like I yeah I I I love that I do it as well and it 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 does bring me joy because it makes me feel connected to people um yeah and I guess I mean obviously we're not going to come up with a solution to social media in this podcast but what? um the maybe the middle ground that we can find is to say I don't well I don't even know but for for myself the good part of social media is connecting not in a superficial way but in a meaningful way with friends and family who I value And declining certain invitations. Well, yeah, I was going to say and the toxic part of social media is all the getting pulled into arguments, debates, you know, stuff that's not about actually connecting, but is about, you know, winning somehow, you know, claiming victory, being morally or intellectually superior. We talked a little bit about that on the previous podcast, you know, this whole thing about like, I am right, you know, like I want to show everyone how right I am. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, I think there is some level of connection in that, but it's not a connection you really want.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. It's not about it. It doesn't it doesn't bring you closer to somebody. It makes you want to kind of tear them down. It makes you see them in a yeah. two dimensional way rather than in a three dimensional way.
1: Yeah, I, um, I don't know.
0: Maybe we can solve
1: social media. It's for sale, right? We can buy it.
0: Yeah, forty four billion. I think um,
1: that's what
0: he just bought Twitter for.
1: Let me just, uh, yeah, no, my bank balance isn't really. Feeling that.
0: I'm just a bit short of that.
1: I'm about all those billions short, yeah. Um, okay.
0: Do. I don't know if that would solve it. I mean,
1: you know, even if you bought, if you had all that money and you bought something with the best of intentions to make that a better place, I I, what what are you going to do? What are you going to do with it?
0: Well, that's I, like, I think the trouble with all of the platforms that we've mentioned is that they're all private businesses that are about making money. And how do they make money through advertising? They push out advertising through algorithms and that's where the whole thing kind of becomes toxic. And if social media was just a nice world where you could connect with people who you know, or even people who you don't know, but are interested in, you know, and get news from them or whatever, um, without all the algorithms or that or the adverts, then it would be a, I think probably a wholly positive thing. um, Yeah, I think
1: I could do with a thing that isn't social media, that is like a news app. And I know you can like on Apple News or whatever, like select the news that you're interested in. But actually I want really focused, I want any musical theatre news. I want like news about things in Florida, these restaurants, this, I want it really focused. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that would be around at some point you know like that it'll just be kind of wired into my brain at some point i'm sure yeah yeah um yeah
0: that's
1: right You'll Or not wired. There won't be wires it'll be microchips yeah, yeah 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 it'll just be there um, um yeah maybe just deleting the apps i know that when i deleted facebook it brought me a lot of joy
0: yeah I, so i do that like to the point where it's a running joke with my friends and family. I delete my Facebook every six months, and I always okay. make a thing of like, "I'm leaving now, bye everybody, goodbye." I'm just going. To... You guys, do you okay. hear? I'm just leaving. Okay, I'm gonna. Go... I'm deleting in thirty seconds. Yeah, fifteen. Se- you know, like I always make a thing, and then you know they'll it'll you know nine times out of ten it's because of somebody who I fancy who I want to stalk or something like that. I always end up coming back, and it's like, oh hi. Hi guys, I'm back. Do you remember do you remember I made that whole thing about leaving?
1: <laughs> um, Tim by the way doesn't stalk people. He legitimately looks at people's profiles.
0: Um thanks. <laughs> I just
1: think you need to be careful.
0: <laughs> I think people know what fa- like Facebook stalking is. I, I'm not talking about actual stalking to be clear. That's, that's
1: all I was saying. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Thanks. Thanks very much. Thanks for clarifying. I've, I was trying to have you back. Usually you're trying to get me in trouble. You're like, uh, Tim said lame. What a horrible human being. But on that, on that, this instance, I appreciate you having my back. I love
1: that the implication is I'm saying what a horrible human being. Yeah, <laughs> yeah What a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> what a wanker. He said this thing. <laughs> Um, I lost track of my is, train of thought. Is your cat trying to say something about social media? They're, they're currently fighting with each other, and one of them just shouted, "Fuck Facebook!" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck Zuck. She said, "Fuck Zuck."
1: <laughs> well, well, you were going to kill him, so.
0: Only, in the, I mean, that's now a minute ago, you're trying to help me from saying I don't stalk people. and they are saying I'm, I'm going
1: to back into the game. I was talking <laughs> about like your cats were saying they're going to fuck him. <laughs> I don't um, like that um, you infer what I am not implying.
0: Well, that's human nature. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that you would say that if I'm saying, you know, lame's probably not the best thing that we should be saying, that you would hear me saying what a dickhead, yeah. what a horrible piece of get, shit. Get a load
0: of this prick. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: when I would only say it with love, term.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all I need. Thanks. I that. hope.
1: I hope I'd only say it with love.
0: I'm going to have to chuck a bucket of water over my cats, I think. They've gone mental. Will they enjoy that? Um, no, they'd hate it. Do you, do you want them to hate it? Oh, well, I want them to stop misbehaving.
1: Yeah. Um, is chucking water over people. Maybe that's just what we need to do on Twitter chuck water at people. Yeah. Yeah. Digital water. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. There must be a good gif of like chucking water. Yeah, I'm not sure that would do the job. I don't think that's the solution to social media. No, me neither.
0: Um, so. Is there any, are, we, are we done with social media? <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think we've said everything we can yeah. say about it. <laughs>
1: um, um, like it, don't like it, get joy, don't get joy, whatever, do what you want.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go outside, <laughs> touch grass, build some Spice Girls Lego. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, have you got um, we got a joy story, Tim? I do
0: have a joy story, and actually, it it links to what we were just talking about. so anxiety is all well certainly in my experience all about control right so like I'm anxious because I'm not in control of something and I feel like my way of um get I tell myself that the way of getting out of anxiety is to control things um and social media I think actually is is a kind of tool for that you know what I mean like I control my image I can control very much what I say I can I can edit things I can delete things you know that very you're very much in control of social media Mm -hmm. but actually trying to control only fuels the anxiety because there's so much of life that's not in your control and one thing that has really brought me joy this month is the uncontrolled gift of just nature and the beauty of England in springtime. Um, and in particular, there was a moment where I was sitting out in my garden, pre ripping the patio up. And I've got, or I should say, my neighbors have a big cherry tree that overhangs my garden. So I was kind of sitting under this canopy of this cherry tree with all lovely pink blossom and sitting there with a book and watching little birds come and go. I put some bird feeders up in the tree. So there was like, all sorts of those like little robins and little blue tits. And um, there's something like yellow, which I couldn't identify, but like all these lovely, cute little birds. And there's just something about watching them and the squirrels that just made me feel really like just, they're so so cute and peaceful and lovely. And I just really got a lot of joy from just kind of sitting and watching them. And as a result of that, I've um, signed up to do a bird watching day um, Why are you laughing when you say that? Well, because it's not something that many thirty-six-year-old guys do. Um, but I'm not ashamed of it. I'm happy to be doing it. I just think I'll be the youngest person there by a little way. Um, but I'm I'm genuinely really looking forward to it because this, like I say, when being in nature, these little moments of beauty pop up, but they're just a gift. You don't control them. They they just like appear to you, and you maybe you see them, and maybe you don't. But you haven't done anything to to make it happen it just appears as a gift and it's almost like for me it's like it feels like an antidote to anxiety social media kind of offers the illusion of an antidote you know like just keep on scrolling keep on doom scrolling keep on controlling your image um whereas going through nature actually gives me like a sense of genuine peace but i have to make a decision to do it you know it's harder to do than just to scroll through reddit or whatever
1: i i really love that um, it really resonates, I think, as well as the. I don't, do you know when we ask each other each month like what your joy story is? I don't think any of our joy stories are ever going to be oh this thing happened on social media. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're often going to be about like an experience or something we've done or seen or felt or touched, you know, or connected with. And, yeah. Um, it's very rarely. I I can't imagine it being a social media thing. No. Um like i love being out i love being outdoors so i completely rest- like i take norma my dog out for around three hours a day yeah
0: that's
1: um, amazing. and we're outside in like fields and woods and all sorts and water and like i just yeah um i love that i love that you signed up to that as well i wish you hadn't have done like your little laugh at it but um <laughs> it's- I-, I do understand like that well this is because i kind of feel the same about some of like the classes i've done before like i'm the oldest and the only male in some yeah, of those things. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get it. Um but that's lovely. Like to find to have found like a moment and experience that you've loved and then you've actively gone and done something additional with that to build on it and capture that even more. I I love that. I yeah. think I
0: love Yeah. Oh, thanks man. Yeah, is it like it was just like a thought of like this is so much better for me than sitting on my sofa scrolling through Reddit or Twitter or whatever and yeah. i just need to do more of this i want more of this in my life and yeah. it'd be really nice to be able to like identify that yellow bird that i didn't know what it was so maybe if i start hanging out with people who know about this stuff i'll start learning about it and um, so yeah so i'm really excited i'm a little bit nervous because it's a day with strangers you know we're going on a coach to somewhere i've never been before and you know be oh. although i have convinced a friend to come with me so that that's cool yeah um
1: that's lovely. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so yeah, that's my joy story is is, is nice. bird watching, basically.
1: I like, I like. What about you? I was trying to think because um, I've got quite a few. I'm trying to narrow down. Um, so it could have been that um, I moved house and into my new house yes. and I've got this beautiful view of fields out of my window right now and it's been an absolutely uh, so peaceful and I love that. could have been that. It could have been I went to the theatre last week and watched the Cher show, like a musical about Cher and got a lot of joy from that with my husband. It could have been that I did a wolf run last week, outdoor obstacle course in the mud and got a load of joy from like playing in the mud with my friend and uh, with Phil, my friend. And like, it could have been um, so many things um, in this last month. Honestly, there's been a lot of like, as I sit and think about it. Um, And actually what it is, if there's like a moment, and a a bit like yours really but um and it is about being with norma and so when i take norma out we've been finding all these new paths and fields to go walking in in our new place that we've moved into we're surrounded by fields and nature and it's just beautiful bits of water she goes running so there's all these and i try and capture these moments sometimes in little videos and watch them back a lot yeah um and we were walking past this well through this field every day and I don't know what this thing's called. It's like an equivalent of a scarecrow where there's like a kite attached to like a flexible length of pole. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: I've seen those. I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, so they like bounce around. Um yeah. So we were walking past this every day. And Norma, I kept clucking her, like looking at it every day. And she was a bit like curious what it was. But she'd always kind of like bend down a little bit, not quite sure about it. And we'd walk past it and walk past it. And then one day she was off a lead and we were just walking and I saw her clock it and I don't know what it was that had built her confidence up. I was like, she was like, I'm going to go and look at, I'm going to go and look at this thing now. Yeah. And she went over to it and I took a video of it and she's just lo- like leaping around trying to get this kite. It's yeah. like bouncing around on this pole and she's just, I was just, like, watching her. I mean, I was videoing it, but I was, like, watching her not through the camera. So just, like, being in this moment of just watching how much joy she was getting. Yeah. Out of just bouncing around, not able to catch this thing, but jumping around. And she was having so much fun. Her tail was up and wagging around. Yeah. Um, and it's that whole experience of just watching her every day, like, watching it. Yeah. And then her building this confidence to, like, go and have a look and play with it. And it was just this beautiful little moment. Um and it just put the biggest smile on my face. Um and I just keep I just keep going back to that video and watching her do that. Um and I've got loads of examples of things like that with her and like yeah. other things in my life, but like it was just beautiful and I really, really loved it. So that brought me a
0: heap ton of joy. That's cool, man. Yeah. 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 That's it's it's interesting. I think both of our joy stories are quite similar in a way. They both involve animals uh and being yeah. outside and yeah, just kind of you know, like in um, in uh, Christianity, a word that comes up often is incarnate, which means like made flesh. So the idea is that Jesus is God incarnate, God made flesh. Yeah. And there's, I can't remember who it is. So, some some philosopher, sociologist, whatever, talks about how ex-carnate our um, society has become, you know, that we live our lives on screens yeah. away from living breathing multi-sensory reality and there's something in both of our joy stories which is about you know being incarnate being in the flesh being in real life you know using our senses touching seeing smelling you know that kind of thing which social media just can't can't do can't can't replicate
1: well I don't know if I'd shared the. Vi- I've just sent you the video. Um, I don't know if I'd shared it with you or not of Norma uh, with that kite thing, but I've, I've uh, sent it to you. Okay, um, I'll enjoy that. It's just thirty seconds of joy. Yeah, like, yeah, just- yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's funny, like even capturing those moments. Though I know, like, so we love going to like theme parks in Florida when we go there, and like, we watch like a, a big show or a fireworks spectacular, and when they start, you see this. Like, see if people get their iPads or phones and hold them up yeah. to record. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, God, you're not even like experiencing the thing; you're yeah. just filming the thing. And I do get that because, like, with the normal thing, I wanted to capture it, but I was trying not to look through the screen at her. But I wanted to. it's, yeah. it's, just, it's a funny thing that kind of just be be in the moment with a thing. Yeah, and those experiences are worth way more than the kind of I don't know. Yeah, it's just an interesting. But we've I, got I don't a know. lot. Of-
0: I share, therefore I am mentality. So if you haven't put it on social media, did it even happen? Is it even real? And so like, especially things like a Disney fireworks show, you know, because they
1: like, you can go and download that if you want to watch it anyway. Like, yeah. What's your video? Your video on your shitty iPhone in a crowd of thousands of people isn't going to be any better than what yeah.
0: you can just go and look at. And you take the most beautiful picture of the most meaningful thing in the world. Do you know what I mean? That, like, is like putting your heart out to the world because it's so meaningful to you. And a handful of people who follow you will look at it and maybe double tap to like it before scrolling on to the next one. You know. So, yeah. what, what what is it? What is that sharing really kind of achieving? Is it? Yeah, yeah, just gi- giving us the like the, the the little dopamine hit from seeing that twelve people have liked it, you know, or fifteen people have liked it, or even thirty people have liked it. Thirty. Um, well, this is you know, I'm, I'm not quite in the Kim Kardashian mold of how many followers I have, but. Oh, no. uh, that's let's let's, let's aim 30. for that. Aim for that with the podcast, shall we? Yeah, yeah.
1: thirty will be good. <laughs> we, I think it's all right that we can be really hypocritical with the podcast. Um, yeah, versus what we think about social
0: media. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Let's not let not analyze it too much. This is <laughs> this is good. This is good. I don't count podcasts.
1: <laughs> no. As social no. media. No, I don't think I do. We didn't touch on YouTube, um, and I wonder whether that's like yeah we don't need to yeah
0: either, like... yeah yeah youtube's interesting yeah yeah we'll we'll, cu- we'll cover that another time maybe but it's it's not quite one stay time tuned other, next time yeah 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 next <laughs> month next month YouTube. um and we've still
1: not talked about a thing we were going to talk about every episode for months now so
0: yeah 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 we'll we'll do it one day one day we'll, we'll do talk about it. next time um but do uh we haven't had any emails this month so just to encourage listeners do do write in like if there's stuff that you think would be interesting for us to cover for us to talk about um or fun or whatever um send us an email at joystorypodcast.gmail.com and um yeah well it would we'll be lovely to hear from people i don't want
1: to just i just want to quickly mention actually that um gray who used to work at an organization we both worked at and, and a friend he um did a friend of the show i'd say we yeah, yeah yeah a few yeah. times yeah, and he um, so he sent a message in response to our last podcast. It was a really lovely message. Thank you, Gray, and it was touching on some of the the challenges of what we were talking about last last month. In a, when a I was going to say a creator's gone bad, and but like <laughs> a, a creator's made a bad decision or a poor I don't know done something that sours your kind of enjoyment of the thing, and not wanting to forget all the thousands of other creatives involved in the process that they've been involved yeah, in. Yeah, I that's think that's right. a really valid point. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, it is definitely. Um
1: but yeah, no, thanks. Um I hope we um have said some stuff that's of interest to some people. It'd be really nice if you can engage with the conversation and get in touch and suggest anything you'd like to hear us talk about or
0: And you know what, Dan, just... even if we haven't, even if everyone who's listened to this has just found it boring, I've enjoyed chatting to you and that's good enough for me.
1: I don't want to forget the reason we do this. And yeah, I'd love people to listen and get involved, but yeah. if we get no no downloads or no listeners. I do love that we just like, uh, yeah, check in and and talk about things that are interesting and just we get to chat and I love that. And I really hope we do get to see each other again. I can't believe we've only met in real life once.
0: Yeah. I was telling a friend about that. The friend who helped me pull up my decking yesterday. She listened to the last episode of the podcast and um, she said, how do you know Dan? And I was telling her that, you know, we used to work together and that kind of stuff. And when I said we've only ever met in person once, um, she was really surprised by that. Um, Yeah. It is kind of weird. I think I'm surprised by it. Yeah. Um, But that's what it is. Maybe it's a social media friendship. Oh.